Welcome to the Interviews Podcast. Welcome, Interisti, to episode 25 of the Interviews Pod. This is the champion edition. Inter has lifted the Coppa Italia after a 2-1 victory over Fiorentina. Goals from Nico Gonzalez in the third minute and Lautaro. Man, that guy does it again. Goals in the 29th and 37th minute. Inter has lifted their ninth Coppa Italia, second in a row. Simone Coppa. How many how many is this for him now? I think this Three Coppa This is fourth? I think this is his fourth. I think he won two with Lazio and I think now two with Inter. Simone Coppa does it again. As always, I'm one half of your co-hosting duo, Alessandro Rafa, joined here by Johnny Paterno. Johnny, how does it feel to root for, to be a fan of the best team in the world? <laughs> Greatest team in the world, greatest colors in the world. Ain't nobody come close. All you other teams are just pretenders. My man Drake said it best. We went back to back. Like, just get, just stop, just stop trying to be like us. Man City, you don't have the aura. You don't have it in you. Fiorentina, <laughs> you're, you're not on our level. You shouldn't mm. even been on the pitch, bro. If Cremonese didn't have to play, you know, who they had to play on our side of the bracket, Bro, this would have been a cakewalk, man. So, Fiorentina, thanks for coming out, man. Good effort. Good try, man. But too easy, bro. We're the best team in Europe. We now add our second title of the year, the Supercoppa, and now the Coppa. We are the champions of Italy. Remember, this is a domestic cup. So, you know, every team in Italy, whether you're in the first division, second division, and so forth, you play in this tournament and uh, once again, we find ourselves on the end of it. Samir Handanovic lifts the trophy yet again. Um, a Jekyll and Hyde performance, but a lot more was Jekyll. No, a lot more Hyde, I would say. Brief See, I moments say more, of more more Jekyll than Hyde. <laughs> um, I, I forget which one the, the actual monster is, so. We'll, uh, you know, we'll give it up to him for doing what he could today um, and for the team for doing what they could today. Uh, you know, an up and down performance, but at the end of the day, we're, we're the champions. Uh, and here we go. We have, let me turn down my mic here a little bit. Is that better? Just a little, just a little bit. Just yeah, a touch. Better. That's, that's better. Good. Sorry, too excited. Too excited. Want to go full blast here. Uh, but yeah, one third of our objectives is officially in the book. We have top four and Champions League to look forward to. Um, overall, how did you feel about uh, about the performance today? Yeah, no, the first uh, yeah, the first few minutes were a little worrying. You know, I felt like there was a lot of disjointedness. You know, between the defense, the midfield, it just felt very out of sync. Um, we saw how slow our defenders were to react on the goal, how slow our goalkeeper was to react on the goal. Um, but this isn't a surprise. Like we kind of know it when, when we start these guys, a lot of people, myself included, were worried with Handanovic starting this game, what, what that could mean. Um, I didn't think we would lose, but I didn't, I knew it wouldn't be easy for us with him in net. Um, and that, and that was the case. The man was so slow to react, so slow to react on that. 
And you could put blame on Acerbi, you could put blame on Bastoni. Like there, it's not just Handanovic. But when you see him trying to move from his near post to the back post, and he's that slow to get down, I mean, it's uh, it's rough. It's rough out there. But hey, you know what? At the end of the day, we got the result. We got the trophy. So hats off to the boys for never backing down, really, and 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 not giving up on it. Yeah, it's not. It it has to be said. It's not just when you make a keeper change. It's not just the keeper that's that has to deal with it. It's the defense as well, right? And they're they sort of reacted the way that they would if if they had the safe hands of Onana. Not only the safe hands, just the speed of Onana back there. Um, and I think that definitely had a part to play in the in the opening. I'd say fifteen to twenty minutes for Inter were were pretty poor. Uh, but like you said, after we we tied the game up and we got it to 1-1. I didn't feel super threatened by Fiorentina for the rest of the game until the very end where, you know, they did have a couple opportunities. It has to be said, you know, a better striker than Jovic put some of those chances away. And also, Andanovic, like, you have to be better at claiming, you know, being the... Uh, the the godfather of of your area right you're the boss and um he definitely was shaky back there but overall like you know i saw some people complaining about the performance on twitter and it's like it it wasn't the chance they didn't play like it was the champions league final for all those people that are saying oh you're gonna have to do better against man city yeah well obviously you know it, it they weren't playing like it was the champions league final because it wasn't the champions league final it was the coppa italia final against a team that they they definitely, you know, took their foot off the gas a little bit. Um, some substitutions that, you know, can make you scream into the abyss. But uh, at the end of the day, it's job done. Um, I guess, you know, one of the questions that I have for you is how important was winning this title for you in the grand scheme of the season, right? Taking into account our performance in the league and taking into account that we, you know, we have a final against a very, very difficult team uh, coming up in the champions league. Like for you, how important was it that, that we took home this trophy today? Yeah. In January, I, I would have said, I didn't really care. I was saying I didn't really care about this. I wanted to focus on the league. I still believed that we could have won the title in January. I, I didn't think we were totally out of it. So, I, and I remember I tweeted out and I said a few times like, Hey, like just bench play, play, play the Primavera team, who cares? Um, you know, I just want to to win the league. I want that second star. And now looking at it and looking at what we we did, I'm uh I'm I'm obviously happy that we didn't um just settle for bowing out of the Copa. You know, it's it's money for the team. I didn't know it was seven million euros. I'll take that. That's huge for us. Um, and now to, uh, I think it gives the guys a little bit of, uh, extra, not motivation, but like extra pride. You know, it's another trophy in the cabinet for the boys. It's another cup title for, for Simone, which, you know, he is, you know, they kept talking about it on the Paramount stream that he is a, a cup merchant and, and, you know, he's seven and one in cup finals, which those are incredible numbers. Um, and I'm hoping, you know, at the end of the, the season, he's, uh, he's eight and one in cup finals, you know, so it's um hats off to the boys you know huge for for the club huge financially huge for just adding another trophy to the cabinet and i'm 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 very happy that what i was saying back in january wasn't the case and we and, and they they did something that i didn't at the time i didn't care about but now i'm very happy that they that they did it so 
Yeah, I definitely coming into the game, I I wanted to win it. Uh, and then once we went down one nothing, I really wanted to win it because then you start thinking like, okay, what, you know, how is your season going to be looked at um, in review, right? Like if you secure top four, but you lost, you know, we we don't know what's going to happen in the Champions League, but if you lose potentially two finals, it, it really sort of um, changes the way that you feel about this team, especially since we've been feeling really good about it for, you know, quite a lot, quite a while now. Um, and, you know, it's big for, it's big for the guys to not go into another cup final off the backs of a loss in, in, um, in one, especially against a team like Fiorentino, who at the end of the day, like you have to beat that team. Um, they have a lot of talented players, but you have to win that game. Uh, and I'm really, really proud of the boys for, for coming through. I hope they enjoy the night, uh, but not for too long, because of course, thank you to the FIGC, we're playing very, very soon against the, a tricky Atalanta side to try to secure top four. So hats off. Um, really, really happy at the end of the year. We're, we're going to at least have two trophies in the cabinet um, and hopefully a lot more to be happy about. So proud of the guys. Good on them. Um, another question. <clears throat> How do you feel about uh screen yard jumping in on those, uh, those celebrations there <laughs> getting his hands on that trophy? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's like me from high school. You know, I would do nothing on the group project, but at the end of the day, I picked up an A. So you know, he's, he, I'll give him a little respect because he reminds me of me with that. But um, no, all kidding aside, it's you know, it, technically he is still an interplayer till the end of the season. Whatever, I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna be upset. I'm glad he didn't play. Um, you know, certain people want him to play in the Champions League final. Uh, unless he plays against Atalanta and Torino full 90, I, I would not put him on that pitch. I think that would be a slap in the face to whoever you decide to bench, whether it's Darmian, whether it's Dumfries. Um, you could you could enjoy the ride, buddy, but to me, you're really not a member of this team. And and you listen, we can we can go into it and talk about blame on both sides. I don't, I, I'm not really going to talk about it right now. But at the end of the day, I don't think he's forget about how I feel personally about him. I don't think he's match fit for the for the game. Yeah, I don't want to see him play in that game either because he's not part of the configuration that uh hold on here. Sorry, got a little motorcycle in the background. Um <laughs> he wasn't part of the uh the configuration in the defense that got us to this point. Like I I'd much rather an inform Darmian playing that right center back position than than a guy who hasn't played in months coming in there and then has to face uh you know, the best that Man City has to offer. So Definitely don't think that that's that's what Simona is going to go with. I think he's going to go with his guys. But he did mention like you know Skinner is likely going to be fit for the final. So we'll see we'll see how that plays out. That's a debate for another day. Um, all right, let's get into this game. So we touched uh, you know as soon as the game started within three minutes, Inter is down. They definitely came out a little slow from the blocks. Um, the one thing that I'll say about that that goal is that. Hananovic let it go under him. Like the whole uh, attempt on the ball did not seem like an attempt of a, a world-class goalkeeper um, and someone who's clearly past his prime. These are all things that we already knew, but it just was like one of those things where you're like, of course, this is going to come back to fuck us. Um, and it, you know, luckily it did not, but not the way you want to come out of the uh, blocks in a cup final. 
Yeah, definitely not the the best start. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's just. It, it, you come a little flat maybe you're just not amped up initially and it, and it takes something like that to kind of wake you up and, and get you in the groove of things and get you going in the moment but you know what um i do admire the response from that moment on i feel like that kind of did it was the jolt they needed and and we listen we all have the same complaints about handanovic we all see the same things week in and week out or when he does play i should say not that he's playing every week but he he just he doesn't have it anymore, and I'm um you know I've said it that it's kind of just ruined his legacy for me. I, I'm not gonna remember all the good he did, um because more more often than not lately it's it's been it's been negative, and I understand as an athlete you want to to continue to perform and you want to continue play at the highest level, but if you are not there physically anymore, it just it doesn't matter what. What you want, Father Time is undefeated. They catch a, it catches up to everybody. Um, so uh, listen, good luck uh, playing with Regina next year or wherever you end up going. But it, um, yeah, it is what it is with him. Yeah, and it affected the way that we were playing against Fiorentina's press because Onana's distribution is obviously at a much higher level. Um, and you can tell, you know, when the ball went back to him, like Inter likes to play the ball to the keeper. Uh, when they're under intense pressure from the other team. And you can tell like he was just holding on to the ball a little long um, and it was getting a little frustrating from that respect. But let's talk about about the good that we saw in that first half. Um, Lautaro was immense, not only in terms of his finishing, but um, he was very, very, uh, I guess the word is shifty today. You can see how he he's really comfortable changing the direction of the play once he receives the ball and I thought he um I thought he was immense in that first half he actually got onto the ball and released Jekko who was one-on-one with Terracano and that was when Jekko fired over the ball after being one-on-one with the keeper after letting in the goal that we let in that's one of those moments where you're starting to say okay you know tonight's uh just not our night but luckily we rebounded um for the first goal where Brozovic threads in Lautaro perfectly and Lautaro actually made the correct move in going straight on goal instead of laying it off to Di Marco because Di Marco was offside. So that was a you know a high IQ play and a great finish from a striker who's who's in you know really good form right now. Yeah, he's um you know uh I joined uh Nazario's interspace at halftime and he pro- properly called it, you know, uh, Lautaro Ballon d'Or season. And I think you could kind of make an argument if he keeps going at this pace and he, we somehow pull off the miracle of, of winning the Champions League um, and he has an impact in that game. Holy cow. I mean, I, I, I would have a hard time arguing against it, to be honest. The guy has been immense in every facet of the game he obviously we see how hard of a worker he is how the vision he has the touch he has the the finishing he has you know even the 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 smarts he had to when when that ball was played through to him by Brozovic on the first goal I mean to to let it run through you and then to be able to set your body and and, and shoot that far post was just you know a 500 IQ play and and his first time, you know, I mean, Sharma said it too. It, it's probably the best in the world when he when he's able to get a ball in the volley and, and fin- take the shot first time. It's it's unbelievable his um his touch and his finishing and, and everything. He if he could finish if he could get 
to become like a real poacher and a real, you know, fox in the box, I mean, he will be the most complete forward, bar none, um, in the world. Uh, you know, Holland may score more goals, Mbappe may score more goals, um, but I think in terms of what he can do in in, in every aspect of the game, I think uh, Lautaro could could um, go down as the most complete forward uh, of the of this generation, which would be huge, especially for us since we own him. Yeah, I, you know, for a long time, what's not, what's kept him from that being the reality is his finishing and him missing way too many easy chances. But in the form that he's in right now, um, you really see the impact that he has on a game, especially like on that second goal. Like you said, Sharma said, there's there's no one in the world that takes takes the ball on a first time volley quite like he does. It was a really difficult finish. That was a spectacular finish to get Vinter the 2-1 lead heading into halftime. And I think it also was super important for the team to go into halftime with a lead, um, knowing that Inzaghi would like to be able to to take his foot off the gas a little bit and and make some subs because we have a really important game coming up on Saturday. Um, so to be able to go into the, the next 45 with a one-goal lead, um, it was huge. And time and time and again, he... Um, he comes through for this team. And as of right now, I think I'm comfortable saying that he is the MVP of the season for me. Um, as of right now, it's it's you know tight between him and Barella because Barella has also saved our ass on plenty of occasions. Um, you also have the unheralded guys like Anacherbi or Darmian. But for me, you know, from his goal contributions alone, we're probably sitting at Lautaro being the the MVP of Inter season so far. Yeah, for me, it'd probably be between him and Onana. Um, I don't think we really started seeing results until Onana took over as the first team goalkeeper. And, and I mean, it should have been that way since the beginning of the year. But I would not be upset if Onana, I mean, if Lautaro is the MVP of the year. The guy has been immense, even when we've been having him playing well and he hasn't been performing well. I mean, look at what he imagine if he was consistent, like he has lulls in the season and he's still on 27 goals for the, the year in all competitions. I don't know really many guys who can who can still put, like put up those kinds of numbers and not be clicking in in, in every facet of the game. So, um, I mean, yeah, hats off to him and the guys. He is a bomber, like like we we say, and and I'm looking forward to hopefully him continue to have this type of growth in his career, so that you know, I mean, if, if he can keep uh, reaping rewards for us, that'd be huge. And then on on top of it too, if if he does something in the Champions League and we win. His CV looks really good this year. And then on top of that, you've got a goalkeeper who, um, I mean, sorry, a, a striker whose value is just going to continue to skyrocket. Champions League winner, Coppa Italia winner, Supercoppa winner, World Cup winner. I mean, good luck to anyone who wants to come by him in the summer because it ain't going to be cheap. And, and you're probably going to be looking at uh, Neymar and Mbappe type numbers um, for what we're going to demand for, for a player of this caliber because he hasn't even peaked yet. He's only going to get better. So, yeah, I really, really don't want him to to leave. Like, you know, he, he he's coming into this club legend type um, role where he's now scored his hundredth goal for Inter, and that that can't be, you know, overstated enough, right? <clears throat> I would like to see him have a long career at Inter, but. We'll see how things play out. Uh, in the second half, Bastoni is um, 
is yellow carded, so he has to come off. Thankfully, it's in the second half, so no changes had to be made in the first half, except Simona has stopped doing that. Uh, but on comes De Vrij and Lukaku, two players who um, I thought had really, really good performances. Lukaku was... Lukaku looks to be in, you know, vintage form right now. Uh, his hold-up play, his layoffs, the way that he can take players on. Um, I thought he was really, really immense in that second half. And also De Vrij, De Vrij was, you know, the De Vrij of old. Um, he was getting stuck in challenges. He was... You know, we were a little safer back there with the ride than we felt in the past. Um, I really, really liked both of these players and the way that they came on into the game today. Yeah, both were uh, had immediate impacts. Um, you know, you could see Lukaku's hold up play, like you said, how how crucial that is. And I feel like having seen this and having seen how he was able to come on, um, you know, at shortly after half, um, I think like around fifty seventh minute. The fact that he was able to do that, I think it should show Inzaghi that he has to play him. Um, sorry, it's just like throwing me off there. Uh, has to play him. Hold on, I'll mute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just has, he has, sorry guys. Um, I'll try to see if I could get that out anyway. Um, he has to just um, play him in the final for the Champions League. I think that you his him going at Man City center backs and him being able to take up the ball, hold it up, wait for Lautaro and whoever else in the midfield to join in the attack will be will be huge in that game, especially because I feel like we're going to play... We're probably going to play them the way we played Barcelona, if I had to guess. Um, you know, just being... Absorbing the pressure, hitting them on the counter, um, trying to make the most of your opportunities around the box and, and hopefully get some good shots on goal. You know, we have guys who can shoot from distance. Um, obviously with Hakan and, and you know Mickey can crack him. Barella sometimes can can hit him from there. Diamond, you have guys who can take shots. So if you could have a, a forward who can muscle off the center backs, I mean, just look at the way he threw off Martinez Cuarta today, Lukaku in, in the sh- short cameo. Um, I don't think that outside of maybe Ruben Diaz, I don't think any of their their center backs are or or built any bigger. Um, I think John Stones would be would be easy to muscle. Nathan Ake would be easy for him to muscle um, if they decide to play Laporte. You know, I, I just think that he could have be able to feast on this team and his pace, his 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 desire to to take on defenders. Um, and he's not as selfish as he was. I don't know if he recognizes just with the player he's playing alongside with with Lautaro that he can really be helpful. Whereas in the past, I feel like he would have wanted to do everything on his own. Um, in some ways, like if Mar- Lautaro gave him off the ball, he would want to be the one to score. Whereas now he is looking to make the play. I mean, he still shoots. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I think that now he he realizes he has like a real gunner up top uh, running with him. So, yeah, I think that the best thing go- to you know go forward would be to obviously start them in the Champions League final. And, and Devry, I mean, you know, for all the times that we've been frustrated, it feels like lately he has been able to play um, good, impactful minutes and 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 be strong on the ball. I feel like he's not making uh, poor decisions like he used to and being caught out of position. Um, he's first to the ball in, in, in a lot of instances. He's calm with it. Um, there was an instance where he grabbed the ball at midfield, dribbled it up, and and eventually did lay it off to Lukaku, which a lot of people would say was the easy play. I mean, Paramount said that, but you know, the smart play, was that was also the smart play. I think if he tried to force that to Barella, it... it you know, it probably does get intercepted and, and, and leads to a counterattack going the other way. So, 
you know, hats off to him for for being a cerebral player and, and making the right moves and 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 you know just keeping the game where it was and not you know allowing uh, uh, Fiorentina to get an equalizer at any point after after he joined. So that's uh, that's great and 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 to have these guys. I mean, obviously our bench is nowhere near as strong as City's, but to have these guys available at your bench, like you know, people say we don't have a chance in the final. We don't have you know we're going to be slaughtered, but. Milan would have made it a lot worse um, and it just wouldn't have gone over well in that situation um, had they been the team to make it. So it is um, it is what it is. And we got these guys who can who can come in and, and, and help us out. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with uh, with what we have at our disposal. Yeah, I'm leading towards Lukaku being the the man from the jump uh, in the, the final just because it is a 90 minute, you know, one off game. The only thing that um, has me second guessing that is, you know, being able to show City's defenders a different look. But I also don't have the confidence in in Dzeko to perform um, in the final against City's defenders just based off of, you know, it's a different beast than feasting on sides in Serie A. Um, so yeah, I would like to see Lukaku start from the final. As far as Devray goes, he's he's worked himself into, in my eyes, he should be renewed. Um, I think he's getting himself back into his best form, um, and it's really encouraging to see, uh, especially if it's not going to break the bank to bring him back. Um, and also understanding what's out there on the market in terms of center backs, I think he is able to give you you know what you're looking for. He's familiar with the, you know, with the setup that we have here. Um, and I'd be comfortable bringing him back. Uh, Gosens comes on in the 68th minute for Di Marco. I thought he played well um, as well. He had one open goal that he completely fluffed. Today could have easily have gone, you know, no, 4-1 he did not to us. fluff that, bro. He did not fluff that. Dodo I made think... a great play, bro. Dodo made a great play. You cannot take that away from him. Do I think that it, I wish he would have ran maybe full speed in there and, and probably beat him to the ball? That's different, but I don't think he fluffed it. Dodo... Dodo just robbed him, in my opinion. Maybe fluffed is the wrong word, but I do think that he should have he should have put that ball away. Like when you talk about that being, you know, a big chance. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, it, like, I, I think was, it was more on his timing to the ball, and I think he thought he was clear. He was ahead of Dodo, um, so probably maybe stronger to the ball, and <clears throat> would have been the better thing for him. Yeah. So. Regardless, I think that, you know, that was a chance for him to put the game to bed. And, you know, I think he should have done it. So, um, but either way, you know, he he ran his ass off, played really well. And eventually we get Correa and Gagliardini coming onto the pitch. When I saw, I mean, Correa, whatever, I understand you have to give Lautaro a, a rest. But I don't know what Gagliardini could offer you. Like, even if you want it to be a defensive change, like... When he came onto the field, he didn't win a single tackle. There were plenty of opportunities where he was, you know, blown right by. Um, he doesn't offer any of the solidity that you would want. I'm just, yuck, I'm done with Gariardini being an option off the bench. And thank God it's not going to have to uh, to happen for too much longer. Yeah, it's kind of disgusting when you have a player who, who plays so poorly a few days before and he gets rewarded with an appearance in a game of this magnitude. Um, if I'm manager and and look, I'm I'm not trying to rip an Inzaghi. I'm not I'm not mad at him. Um, if I'm manager, I probably 
have him sit this one out. I think he needs to be taught a lesson in, in that instance. And, and yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's just not a, it's not, it's not a, a thing that we have to suffer through much longer. So. Yeah, I definitely don't want this to be an option that he goes to in the Champions League final, you know, fingers crossed, knock on wood, if we have a lead late into the game, like we don't need Gagliardini being the guy off the bench, like it's the last game of the season. Um, you know, let's leave our guys out there to to figure it out. Uh, so at the end of the day, oh, there's there's a couple of missed chances from Fiorentina, especially through Jovic um, off a header that went really close. And of course, there was an opportunity from Nico Gonzalez where Andanovic came out to it, didn't get to it, was backpedaling. The ball goes over his head. Just a tough watch overall. Um, but we see it out. Inter gets the win 2-1. We are the Coppa Italia champions. We have two trophies to our name this year, heading into a pivotal final three games. Ideally, you would like to see Inter pick up one point at least this weekend um, so that you don't have to worry about Torino. Uh, you qualify automatically for uh, top four. And, um, you know, Torino can be a, a day where you can rest some guys and, you know, you can just focus on the Champions League final from from there on out. I would like to give uh, Simona as much time to focus on uh, on that cup game as possible. And um, we're almost we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the season, man. So close, man. We're like literally last three games, uh, two in the league and obviously the big one um, at the very end. Um yeah, it'd be it'd be great to just get some. Uh, honestly, I would rather just win one of these, and um, and take it from uh, take it from there. Do you want to go through Nima's player ratings for uh, for the game? Yeah, sure, we could do that. All right, Samir, what do you think? Five. He's probably new. Yep, gave him a five out of ten. <laughs> Gave uh, the entirety of the back line sixes, which I think is is okay. Um, maybe sure, would have okay. given Acerbi a little bit more. Uh, probably would have been harsher on Samir. The wing backs, uh, six and a half for Denzel. Okay. I don't know that he did anything more than the back three, but six and a half for Denzel gives five and a is half. It, is it Nima given the score or is it Thomas? No, these are Nima's player ratings. Mm, okay. He says, another solid defensive performance by the Dutchman, who last in the last six to eight weeks has shown defensive solidity and maturity. Mm. Okay, Nima. All right. Gives Di Marco a five and a half. Um, oh. <laughs> okay. For jogging instead of running back when Fiorentina took the lead. Um, offensively more of a miss than a hit. So that did, that deducts you more. Okay. I mean, yes, I don't think he was... Uh, I, I think a six would have been fair, but whatever. We're, we're fighting over spare parts, I guess. So, yeah. I would, right. pro- I would probably go sixes all through the defense and the wingbacks. Um, in terms of your midfield, Brozovic in, in the Regista gets a six and a half. Dreadful starts of the game, but then turned on the style, especially in the first half where the assist for Lautaro's equalizer was beautiful. Six and a half, seven would seem fair for me for Brozo. Uh, yeah, today. I'm okay. I'm okay with a six and a half for Brozo. I I would go. Let me guess. He's gonna go six for Hakan. Gave him he went a hot. seven. 
a seven. Complete midfielder, barely put a foot wrong defensively, and will have to repeat this defensive work in Istanbul. Okay. All right. Uh, And then if he got a seven and Barella doesn't get a seven and a half. Johnny, I'm sorry to do this to you. Barella, six and a half. Looked uncomfortable for most of the match. (laughs) Just like most of his teammates, but his lowest level is so ridiculously high. Okay. Okay. All right, so Hakan is the best performer in the midfield today, according to Nima. I got, I, I'm not a big fan of this Semperinter stuff. What is going on here? <laughs> in terms of our forwards, do you want to guess? Uh, let's guess Jekyll's uh, rating first. Jekyll, he gave a five. Correct. Correct. Okay. Nothing pre- represents just how awfully poor his performance was more than the dreadful miss against Terracciano. Can't miss that against Man City. That's true. Very true. I, I I agree with that one. That one's spot on, Nima. Um, normally you're wrong. I'd say nine times out of ten you're wrong, but that one you finally got right. Uh, that was spot on. Let's go with Lukaku. I'm gonna say a six and a half. Yeah. Uh, worked hard. Gave his teammates some breathing space. Uh, mm-hmm, when Fiorentina mm-hmm. was pushing like crazy. What do you think, okay. Lauti got? Lauti, obviously man of the match. I'm going to say, do I want to guess what I think he should have got or what Nima would have? I'm going to say he Nima gave him a nine. No. Eight and gave a half. An, gave an eight. An eight? An eight. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I was going to say eight and a half, but oh, uh, an eight. Wow, but man. this is l- listen to the brilliance of Nima. This is brilliant writing right here. There Samir no Andanovic. <laughs> Samir Andanovic may have worn the armband. Milan Skriniar could have had it, but Lautaro Martinez must now wear it from now on. World class. So a world I, class performance, two goals, should have had an assist on Jekko's missed opportunity, and that's only an eight. Yeah. Literally me, the, the winner. Yeah, for me it was a nine. For me, it was a nine. For me, it was a nine at the very least. Gosens gets a six. Again, very standard performance. What do you think he gave Simone? Simone. Well, he loves Simone. Uh, Six and a half? Correct. Correct. Visibly angry for large parts of the game with his players, but showed it with the Jekko substitution who was not happy to be brought off. He's a cup specialist. And overall, the team. The overall the f- team. So since there was some some fives, a couple, a seven and eight, I'm going to say he did overall six and a half for the team. Six for the team. All right. Okay. I'd say Lautaro should have been higher. Um, the rest is not not terribly egregious. And there are Nima's Sempre Inter player ratings. We're going to do this a lot more moving forward. Um, and we'll explain why one day. Not by choice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's, yeah. No, I mean, listen, I'm happy with the... With the performance overall, um, and I, I just I love that lately the team has the fight when things aren't going well. That's that's huge, and I think that uh, 
I think that'll be massive in the Champions League final. Um, I worry that these last two games, they're going to treat us formalities. That's my only concern, but who knows? Maybe maybe uh, Inzaghi has them going in the right place, which it, it does seem like that. Um, and, I, and, and that we just, listen, don't, don't leave anything to chance. Don't leave anything out there on the line. Um, and just, just win, baby. Just win it. Win out. Go in there with your heads held high and, 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 and ready to, to perform. Because the whole world, and I shouldn't say the whole, I mean the whole world, the whole of England is against you. And it, it's stacked against you, this, this, this chance. And I want, I believe that we can win this game. I, I do. It's not going to be easy by any means. Um, you know, maybe we play them 10 times and we only, you know, we, we, we win once. Um, but I, th- I think this could be that one time. I really do. I feel like that they're not afraid of anybody. And with Lautaro, the way he's playing, I think anything is really possible. So, Yeah, Moo said it earlier this week. Um, we have a chance to write our own history. 13 years since uh, we've been in a Champions League final. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a chance at history, like he said. So I, I think on Saturday, Simona is going to play this thing straight. I, I think he's going to play it not like he did against Napoli, but like he has in, in the other games to close the year in the league. Um, plays, you know, his best, uh, or, or this rotation that's been going on, um, probably Lukaku and Korea to start, but, um, yeah, I I think we can get it done and then just, you know, two more fixtures for the rest of the year. So anything else you wanted to dive into before we, uh, say bye to everyone? No, nothing, uh, nothing major, nothing exciting to, to talk about. We just um, we'll see what happens Saturday. Hopefully, the boys get some rest and don't celebrate too hard. And and we got, I mean, we still got some things coming out, coming up. Looking forward to them. Um, we're trying to figure out what to do actually about the viewing party for the Champions League final. Um, a few people have had ideas about where to watch it. You know, some fans have reached out on Instagram. If you listen to us, you know, on Twitter, um, and you want to reach out and and, and throw anything to me or, or Alessandro, the, any ideas. Um, somebody's very adamant about going to the, the Inter Club Manhattan. And um, for, I'll say for personal reasons, I don't know if that's going to be the best idea for us. But So if anybody else has any other suggestions, any place in Brooklyn, um, preferably Brooklyn, just because it'll be easier. One, for Alessandro to get there. Two, for me, I'll be coming probably from Long Island. Um, and from where my dad, my dad and family live, it'll just be easier to come to get to Brooklyn. Um, but if you have any ideas, please like just shoot them our way. You know, um, we would ideally like to try to get as many of you to be able to come and and watch it with us and share in the moment and, and, and be able to, to meet as many of you as possible, really. Like, I, I, I mean, we, we appreciate all you guys that listen and all you guys that, that give feedback and stuff. And I would love to just be able to get to know you guys off of Twitter you know, and, and I know Alessandro feels the same. So yeah, just, uh, shoot us ideas, man. Give us, uh, let's, let's make this, uh, let's make this happen and hopefully yeah. I'll be able to celebrate and, and get absolutely hammered together and, and start a riot on Flatbush Avenue or something. <laughs> oh shit. 
this is <laughs> this is developing here. That's it. Bro. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. Um, all right, guys. In the words of the great Roberto Scarpini, "Forza ragazzi, forza ragazzi, forza ragazzi." Oh, no, 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 no.